Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast, A Moment with A. As you guys know, my name is Akile. Hey guys, hey, 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 hey guys, my name is Akile. Welcome back to my podcast, A Moment with A. As you guys know, my name is Akile. Hey guys, hey, 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 hey guys, my name is Akile. So hey guys, welcome back to my podcast, A Moment With A. The podcast is dedicated to elevating the dialogue on the topics that affect the lives of millennials. As you guys know, my name is Akila Hughes, and as always, I'm so happy and honored to be sharing space and energy with you guys. So hey, what's up? How's it going? It's been a while. So on today's episode, we are going to be talking about a really important topic. But before we do that, I'm going to introduce my guesty guest for the day we just spent like an hour and a half catching up <laughs> so now we're finally recording <laughs> hi Camila hi how's it going getting you living my best life love that but that's just because we just like vented and got like everything out but before it would have been a completely different answer it was therapy it really honestly I feel like we should be therapists <laughs> I'm <laughs> I Alvin I'm everything. <laughs> hi Alvin hi Keely how's it going Good, how are you? Nick Miller in the house. <laughs> Baby. He had to do some burpees for us. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm distracted by Twitter. There's this girl who's ranting about how if you're 25 and over, you should be making 10K a month. Like How? I, I don't know. Only fans. Uh, honestly. Let me see her. I should connect it to my phone but so that you guys can hear it, but this is her. Sorry, you guys can't even see it, but yeah, it's like this girl on Twitter. She's doing this whole rant about how if you're making less than, if you're over, if you're 25 or over, you should be making 10K a month. Is she making more than 10K a month? She don't look like it. She probably works in tech. No, I'm going to save this and we're going to listen. Uh, I'm going to save this and then we're going to listen to it after because this is what we'll be talking about okay so guys on our episode today we are going to be talking about toxic work environments and just that culture and then just work friendships and different things like that but really just talking about work environments um but before we do that you guys know on a moment with day what do we do kim we talk about our feelings (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm gonna head out (laughs) (laughs) that's my cue (laughs) on a moment with day we do do we do do (laughs) Oh, no, it was a <laughs> mental health check in. Grow up. <laughs> that was my second answer. Like, that's close. Talking about your feelings. You're supposed to be my B mic. A what? My, you're supposed to be my B mic. You're supposed to know these things. What does B mic mean? You're like my co host. Oh. My unofficial co host. Hey, y'all. Okay, anyway, so <laughs> on a moment day, we do mental health check in. So, Alvin, how are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Love that for you. Not much to say. Okay. We did just say yeah, a lot, yeah, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, we had a whole hour and a half. We um, did. But overall, I'm good. Okay, I love that for you. I'm glad to hear that. Thanks. How are you, Kim Dizzo? I feel good. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Cool. I feel good, too. No one asked. No. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I'm going to catch you guys next show. week. <laughs> 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 you thought you ate? <laughs> 
Okay. How are you, Keely? I am good. I'm good. You know, just that's all I'm gonna say. Just good. We're good. So everybody's good. Okay. We're good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you good? You good? You good? good? I'm good. Hey, okay. Are you guys good? Okay, cool. Cool. <laughs> They're gonna be like, <laughs> like how we do on Dora the Explorer. <laughs> what was your favorite part today? <laughs> that was my favorite part too. <laughs> Weren't we doing that the other day, the Dora thing? <laughs> or I think I was doing it with Jen. I don't know, but that that had me die. Okay, so guys, we're gonna go ahead and move to our episode, um, and we're gonna be talking about toxic work environments. But before we do that, we're gonna talk a little bit about a, a, a little bit about how we know each other. So I'm gonna go first. So I met Alvin and Camila at Wawa. Shout out to the Goose Store. Goose Store. Caca. <laughs> That's not. I don't even think geese okay. make noise. <laughs> but um, I've been working at Wawa for five years. So. I've known Cam for what three, four years? Three years? Going on four. Yeah, and I know Alvin for probably four and a half years. Mm-hmm. So I got to pick the half. Well, honestly, it's probably like just four years because the first year I didn't, we didn't know each other. Yeah. But after it was gang gang. Yeah. So four years. Hmm? Four years. I know. That's a, long time. That's a high school career. Wait, no, that's a, co- that's a college career. High school also. What, high school? Oh, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's a high school career. Yeah. Guys, listen, don't. I'm going to edit that part off. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> okay, so let's talk a little bit about our friendship. Um, How do you guys think we work together as friends, but also as coworkers? Take it away, Alvin. I hate y'all. That's all you. That's all you. Um, I think as friends, like, we all have a different dynamic with each other. So you're, if not, like, one of my, like, top two of my girl best friends. Okay? Yeah, I did say top two. I'm about to cry. I don't like that. I didn't know that. Yeah. You really are. I've already told you that you're, like, my best friend and, like, my sister. Alvin, of the guys, like... You're there. Don't do those faces. That's why I said what I said. I, I'm just like anticipating the words because she's like. I don't hate you okay. all the time. He just be pissing me off. But Alpha don't even be doing nothing. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm not like work wise. You work really no, hard. I mean, I know it's not about the work. Thing. I know I work hard. But you were saying. Ooh. What do you mean by that? No, go ahead. No, no, no. But Alvin, like Alvin, I told him before. We're like. I can talk to Alvin about a lot of things. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like I, like, dump a lot of things onto him. Mm-hmm. But he's just such a trooper, and he takes it. He's like, yeah, that's fine. And then I can just joke around with him, and, like, he won't get mad at me for calling him, like, old and stuff like that. I'm not old. <laughs> he's not old, guys. He is not old. He's in his primes. Exactly. But I just joke with him because he says that I look 12. So I, it makes no, sense. I, I said she looked you 14. No, but remember back in the day, Camila had she braces. She did. She did. And she was but a lot tinier. The braces is off. And yeah. She got a little thick. Mm-hmm. She'd be eating. Period. So I said she looked look good 16, 17. Yeah. I'm 24, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think our friendships are just like, we can, I basically can talk to both of you for like anything. 
why do you think we have such a great dynamic as friends? Because, like, a lot of friendships in, like, the workplace don't work. Yeah. You know? But ours work very well, even though we don't work together anymore like you guys do. But just looking back at our time there, I think what we have is really special. Yeah. You know? But why? And, Camila, you got to talk out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't. I just think we've never been, like really fake with each other Mm-mm. it's always been like there was no sugar coating we were always direct with each other and i felt like we all appreciated that about each other yeah unlike you know other people in a yeah. toxic work environment yeah. where you have to you know force yourself to say good morning to this person or whatever but i think between us it was genuine mm-hmm. i definitely agree you know i just feel like we just all appreciate each other for like who we are and our own individual <laughs> our own individual selves where it's like just cuz we work first shift and 6 to 2 so we're up like hella early and you guys know i'm the one who's going to come in there <laughs> keep that energy up 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 <laughs> i'm the one who's going to come in there loud it's going to take Alvin about a good 45 minutes before you know he it. gets there. Mm-hmm. Camila's going to be a little late, but she <laughs> <laughs> late to work. But she lives the closest to the job, but she's got to show up. And it's just like it's an appreciation thing where it's just like, okay, I know who I'm working with, you know. I know how he works, I know how she works, and I know that we can get our job done, but still have fun and talk about our trauma. I think that's what really set our friendship apart from like other work friendships because like other work friendships is really just like surface level shit you know like yeah. oh how's the husband he's great mm-hmm. oh how's how's your mom doing oh she's she's fantastic whereas with us y'all let me tell you about my worst trauma that ever happened to me and the way my ex-husband did me and the way my dad abandoned me while making hoagies having people coming up to you excuse me can i give me a second <laughs> yes how can i help you and then we keep going. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're there every day for yes. eight hours. Yeah, 40 Might hours well a week. Along. It's like we see each other more than we see our actual families. Like, that's true when they say that. Like, that's 40 hours a week. But I think a great part about having a friendship like this is that it's easier, easier to navigate through toxic work environments. True. Which is what we're going to dive into because we have all, well, I'm not going to, I don't know about you guys, so I can't generalize, but we've all probably worked in at least one toxic work environment. Either it's the one that we're currently at or one previous. So thinking about a toxic work environment, what do you, when you hear that, what automatically comes to your head when you think about toxic work environment? Caddy coworkers, caddy managers. Caddy, like... Caddy, like, they talk, and then they act like you're cool. Mm-hmm. Caddy, just caddy. Be fake. Very fake. Um, My immediate thought is just how the lazy people get praised over, like, the hardworking people. I feel like that just, like, makes me not want to work mm-hmm. at all or put in any effort into working. And when I when I see stuff like that, when I see people just, like, not putting in any effort and still get paid more or get their days off or, you know, X, Y, Z, they get everything they want. And then I'm sitting here like, okay, what, why am I doing this? Yeah. For what? I asked for a day off and it's an issue. 
or like stuff like that makes it very toxic for mm-hmm. me. And I just. But Martha had asked. She get like five days off. Yeah. And Martha only works two days a week. <laughs> and she leaves at 12 every day. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. Me neither. I think when I think about toxic work environments, I think about high turnover rates. Like that's probably the number one thing that comes to my head when like the doors are constantly revolving, people are constantly leaving, mm. new people are constantly coming. You know, like when you when someone gets hired and then you don't see them from a while, mm-hmm. then you're just randomly like, "Whatever happened to Johnny?" <laughs> like I don't like environments like that because what the fuck happened to Johnny? Did he just disappear? We I can say we have a lot of that. Turn up, yeah. high turnover. Yeah, we have that. Especially third shift. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then idiots getting fired for stupid stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but we do get, yeah, we get a lot of new people. Yeah. Constantly. A lot, bunch of new people right now. Yeah. And I think that maybe, like, now in our present economy, it's probably because of different factors. But yeah. if we were to look at, like, our jobs, like, two or three years ago, and it's having high, t- high turnover rates and things like that, like, I feel like that feeds into, like, this is a toxic work environment. Because how come your people don't want to stay here that long? It's suspicious. Yeah, it's very suspicious. Like, what are you not telling me, sir? So I think about that. I think about, like, what you said. No, I think about poor management. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. They, and even in, like, the nonprofit sector, like, a lot of people don't leave their jobs because of their jobs. They leave because of poor management and because of the people, not because of, like, the actual job, you know? So, like, when they have people in positions that aren't equipped to be in those positions, it really irritates me. Or people who are managers, but they want to be everyone's best friends. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can't. You got to be a leader or you got to be, I don't know, like, you can't do everything. Or when they're given, like, the role that they have and the role is too big for them. Mm-hmm. Like, nepotism. Mm-hmm. Or when people are openly, like, um, when they openly favor other people that shouldn't be favored. Yep. And I'm going to keep it really vague at that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to get sued or anything. <laughs> okay. So, um, can you tell us about your, what well, one of your most toxic work environment stories? Um, I don't want to say the one that I'm working at right now because mm-hmm. I have a bunch. But, like, who knows if, like, one of the managers, a specific one, listens because she's nosy. Um, anyways, maybe when I worked at... <laughs> <laughs> Say her name. Fight me. <laughs> Do you like ice cream? <laughs> this is so... Badass. I'm sorry. Okay. Um... At Publix, my, me and my manager, like, we did not like each other. And my GM, because Publix is divided into sections. So every department has their department manager and their department assistant manager. And then the whole store has the general manager and assistant general manager. Me and my department manager hated each other. And he would blame me for everything because he favored this one girl at my job. I'm not saying it's because, you know, she was white or anything, but, I'm like, it was very clear that he favored her, and every single time it was something that had to do with me, he would put the blame of whatever she did to me. He'll be like, oh, but you didn't train her enough. But I'm like, I don't get paid to train her. You know, you should have stayed, because I was, a, like, a night shift. So I would work, like, 2 to 11. 
and he would like blame me and after the last couple times she was already fully trained but she still didn't know how to wash dishes i don't know how like she was older than me and she still couldn't like wash a freaking proper dish and he would uh, he would tell me like oh you know this isn't good on you and stuff and i'm like dude i don't care like if you have a problem with how she's being trained then you need to come in and you need to stay a whole shift with her because i'm obviously not the problem and it was just little things that he would pick on me to a point where like i quit over a text message like 20 minutes before he had left me like to run the bakery alone and he was writing a whole ass message and he goes and he's like i guess he said like never mind and he goes kk i literally was like hey i'm not coming back next week i didn't even put in my two weeks i just texted him and i'm like i'm not coming back next week and he was like kk after that i was like damn like this job really sucks and that alone just showed me that he never really cared about yeah. me as because i'm like a manager who has like no type of beef with you and actually like cares about you as an associate because they know that you're working hard because mm. i did re- like a really good job at Publix. i knew how to decorate i know how to bake and i was a bakery clerk so i was doing all three things and he didn't even value that so that when he said kk i was like oh yeah then that just solidified the fact that you never liked me mm-hmm. to begin with you didn't give a fuck Mm-mm. so yeah that was like my probably th- like the most toxic work environment i had was Publix, which is crazy because before that i worked at steak and shake and anybody knows that steak and shake steak and shake is freaking crazy it's ratchet like nasty is nastiest things like that i've seen at steak and shake and crazy managers fighting with the customers and stuff but my managers were awesome our managers loved us there and then at Publix, where it's supposed to be you know like high class or whatever and their managers are so freaking like toxic and racist. The end. <laughs> <laughs> How long did you work at Publix? I worked at Publix for a year and a half. Mm. And within like half of the year of like just six months working there, I already knew how to bake. Because he was just like, hey, do you want a couple morning shifts to learn? I was like, sure. Okay, little Betty Crocker over here. I love doing all of that stuff. It's so fun. Love that for y'all. Side note, because you mentioned like you were training the the girl. I feel like we should get paid to train hundred percent these new employees. Yeah, like, they put this responsibility on us, and then we get yelled at when they mess up. Yeah, because like, customers are like, "You did this wrong," and I'm like, "You know what? Like, I'm not gonna let the new person get yelled at too, because I have a heart and I feel bad." But also, management too would mm-hmm. like get at us for something that they're not doing right but it's your job to train them it's not in my job description exactly and i don't get paid for it but like, they literally just put that responsibility on you like yeah like you, it's expected yeah pay but me for it because at the end of the day if they're not trained properly and they're with you it's going to affect you yeah more than it affects the management because you're the one who has to work alongside them and we know how frustrating it is like nigga you can't make a hoagie like you don't know how to cut yeah, yeah. like no, there was one time actually where um, I guess a trainee was with me in the deli and they weren't folding the meat like on the sandwich mm-hmm. like they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. And one of the managers was right there, witnessed it, mm-hmm. saw it happen, uh. and didn't approach that person and be like, hey, this is how you correctly do it. Instead, what that manager did was go to me where, where I was doing dishes and say, hey, can you tell this person that he's not <laughs> doing this correctly? Nope. Why couldn't you just that go is your up to that? job? Yeah, like why do I have to stop what I'm doing, a regular associate, to tell this person you're not doing things right? Mm-hmm. 
You were right there. You saw it. Why did you walk all the way back here to tell me to do it for you? That made no sense to me. People in positions who shouldn't be in those positions because they're not equipped for conflict. Yeah, and they can't delegate. Mm -hmm. None of the managers in a certain workplace know, like, they, not know, uh, none of them like conflict. And I noticed that, which is why we always get the heat. And every single time we need them to back us up, they favor the customer because they don't want like they don't want conflict whatsoever. Even though they know the customer's wrong, once the customer leaves, they'll like they'll look at us and be like, "Oh, but we had to handle things differently. We had to go by the no, book." No, you don't. That's got to stop. I'm sorry. That's actually you a good. You're talking about going by the book. Yeah. But you're in the office on your phone, personal calls. Where's by the book there? Like you can't pick and choose when you want to do your job correctly. Yeah. It's cap. Very much. It's like just say you're scared. But that, that does have to stop because we get a lot of angry customers and what they do is reward them with a coupon or gift card or free something. And it's like, we should not be rewarding bad behavior. Nope. So and we have I'm so many loyal customers <laughs> yeah. who come in every day and are super nice yeah. and greet us and they talk to us and they don't get anything, you know, but, but let you this reward. person sit here and, you know, talk down on your employee, your loyal employee who works very hard. And you can and have a free coffee. Here, have a free coffee. Thank you also for yelling at my employee. That's crazy. So that is actually a good segue. We're going to jump back to the toxic story because I want to hear yours, Alvin, and then I want to tell mine. Okay. But what social norms do you think need to go away regarding customers always right. customer service in the workplace? The customer is not always right, guys. Because they're definitely not right on our shift. <laughs> not on this shift, you're not. Whoever came up with that, What's their name? I, I just want to talk. I, just I need talk. my round. Because <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, it's it's not. they Saying that the customer is always right gives them a sense of entitlement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that entitlement comes with just rudeness. Yeah. And, and it's, it's and belittling. Yeah. belittling people who are just there doing their jobs. A lot of the people that work are minors, mm -hmm. a 16-year-old. And let's say, for example, this person yelling at this 16-year-old, you have a child of that age. Would you appreciate mm -hmm. someone, some random person yelling at your child? So why would you do it here? Because we're out of pepperoni. It <laughs> makes no sense. People fight about the dumbest things. Like what? I had a guy fight about a four-ounce difference in a coffee because I didn't have 24-ounce coffee cups. We had 20-ounce. I just didn't have 24-ounce cups. Not my problem. Not I don't my do the fault. orders. I don't do none of that. I'm just sitting here doing my job. I just You're upset it. about a four ounce difference. You're upset about pepperoni, like you said. Like people get <laughs> upset about the wildest things. Like, like this like is just, what's really going to ruin your day. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. It's it's insane. And yeah, it's insane that they get away talking to people that way, and it's so unfair that we have to put up with it for the pay that we get. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then no. when our managers literally like. They're here saying, like, we're a family. We're going to back you up. And then they don't. And they That's make toxic. I hate that. That is toxic. Yeah, I, I want that to end the whole family. Because no, we're not. I told that to a manager. We're not going to say when I told them. But I literally said, I don't want to cuss. I feel bad for cussing on your thing. But F, the, like, the family dynamic, because this isn't a family. I just work with you people. I come in here to get my paycheck. And that's it. We're not a family. We're co-workers. So I don't care who likes me or who doesn't like me here. Like, and this manager was just looking at me like, with this stupid little grin. 
And I'm like, idiot, dude. Why do you think they emphasize this whole family? I I think it's a manipulation tactic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you if they create this dynamic like, oh, like we're family. You want to help your family. Mm. You know, you want to look out for your family. You want to constantly show up for your family because that's what you're supposed to do. But we're not family. I don't even like y'all. For real. So like that's how you know a work environment is toxic. If they say that in your interview, we're we're really like a family here. Well, I'm going to head out because you're not my family. You're not going to give me a piece of party instead of fixing the issues that exist. Like, no, we're going to talk about this. So I think that's a good social norm that needs to be. And I feel like as us as millennials and then Gen Z, we don't follow that because we know that you're not right mm-hmm. and you're not going to speak to me that way. So if that means that, like, I'm going to get in trouble, then I'm just not going to work here because you're not about to yell at me or like, you're not about to do anything to me because I won't, I just won't make your shit. <laughs> have, have somebody else make it. But I also think that we should abolish or we need to, what we need to start doing more is like talking about our pay rate to our coworkers. Absolutely. Because our, your management will tell you that, oh, you can't talk about your pay rate, but yeah, you can. Yes, you can. Tell your coworkers how much you're getting paid. So then y'all can see, wait, why are you getting paid this? But I'm only getting paid this. We need to talk about this. And notice the ones that, the coworkers that do talk about it make fairly the same amount or like what's fair to the, like each other, you mm-hmm. know? But the ones the, the that coworkers don't talk, who don't about, talk it. about it, they know that they're being favored. Yeah. So they don't talk about it yeah. because they know they don't deserve that pay. Yeah. That's what it is. 100%. Because there's certain people in certain jobs that don't talk about their pay rate <laughs> as if we don't know it. Mm-hmm. But everybody else, like us, we talk about our pay rate and stuff. I don't care. Like, I tell everybody how much I make because what's management going to do? Fire me? That's illegal. You can't fire me over talking about that. Mm-hmm. And the ones who don't talk about it are the ones that make more. But do less. And do less. Absolutely. And they know it. Mm-hmm. That's something that I noticed. Yeah. I'm not saying that we should all just be openly every day just like talking about our pay rate. But, I mean, if it comes up in, like, a conversation yeah. that you shouldn't feel uncomfortable with, like, discussing it with the person that you're working with. Because, like, like, why, why do you feel, feel uncomfortable? Yeah. I feel like it should at least be, like, accessible for everyone because they put this whole thing, like, oh, um, the pay is competitive. Mm-hmm. So if that's Let's find case, out. <laughs> let's see how competitive yeah, it really show is me. because I bust my ass here, you know, every single day. And this person next to me doesn't. So if you say it's competitive and this person next to me doesn't get paid as What's the competition? More, yeah, then I don't understand Is why. it who does less gets more? Like, what? Yeah. where am I competing? Yeah. It's who kisses management's ass more, basically. And I don't do that. At all. I can't. Goodbye. So, Alvin, tell us about your most toxic work environment experience. Um... There's so many, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's like I mentioned earlier. The my I guess it's like my biggest pet peeve. It's just that it's just seeing people who don't put in any effort or any amount of just don't try to do their jobs. They just literally just <laughs> they just go clock in and do the bare minimum, and they just get rewarded with everything, and then have the hardworking people who don't even get recognized and i'm not saying like you know you need to sit here and like praise every person who 
is doing a good job every time, but I don't think it's fair for other people to get away with the stuff that you can't. Yeah. I mean, people get to wear AirPods and watch Netflix, but I can't get away with it. And we like do that. not do that, guys. Like, our work ethic is just built different. Yeah. I and wouldn't I, mind listening to music while mm-hmm. I work. That's fine. Yeah. But some people just take advantage of it. Watching yeah. an actual just series, just yeah, chilling. Legit. That is just wild. Wearing their Apple watches, knowing that they can't wear them. But, God forbid you don't have a name tag on. <laughs> you will get sent Stupid home. Dude, and me and you never have our name tags on. Yeah, like, it's it's crazy. It's just crazy. Like, if you guys pay attention to the, your eyes are just not where they're supposed to be. Yeah. Let me tell you guys about my most toxic work experience. You guys already know what I'm going to say. It was when I got falsely accused. (laughs) (laughs) The the jury is still out. (laughs) (laughs) It was when I got falsely accused of shoving someone or pushing someone. That was the worst experience of my freaking work career. Or that, or the time when I was, like, 18 and I was working at the movie theater in Altima, and I got into a car accident. So, like, I literally, like, oh, my gosh, that I was 18. That was so traumatic. I had got my first car, then I crashed it two weeks later. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cute <laughs> Oh, yeah. We, we were talking about the way that you drove <laughs> into you're the curb. <laughs> you're scary. I, I'm <laughs> sure there was one time. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just praying to God. I'm sure there was one time I left a good, like, <laughs> 10 minutes before she did. And she caught up to me. <laughs> How? I don't know. But she did. Y'all are so cat. Dude, I'd be praying <laughs> for you when you're driving. Just uh, randomly sometimes I'm like, God, please take care of the when she's driving. <laughs> no, for so real. Ca- <laughs> okay. But I had crashed my car into a pole. So I had, and I was supposed to work at the movie theater the next night, but obviously I couldn't. So I texted my boss like, "Hey, I just got into a car crash." I think he had asked me what happened. Nigga, doesn't matter. <laughs> like, <laughs> niggas are dying. <laughs> but so, I think that I ended up not being able to go to work for like two days. But he was still expecting me to come to work, but I couldn't because I had just crashed my car. And this guy wrote me up. <laughs> so I wrote a letter to corporate <laughs> because what you're not going to do is play with me. <laughs> so I wrote a letter to corporate and they took it out my file. But it was just the audacity of you like trying to write. No, actually writing me up because I couldn't come to work because I crashed my car. What's your deal? They be writing you up for anything. They once they get that title, they go on a power trip. Uh, right up. And it's like write ups for you. You get a write up. You, you get, get a write up. But it's like, mind you, I was never I was like a good associate, you know, came to work, did my job, was always on time, never called out. So it's like the one time where it's like there's I'm actually going through something. You gotta write me up. Mm-hmm. That's my stuff. Why would I wanna stay here? Like what, obviously What theater was this? Oh, it was the picture show in Altima. It was okay. the Dollar Movie Theater. That was my first job. I was in high school. Does this still exist? Yeah. Yeah. Different management, though. Mm. Hmm. I was going to write a Yelp review. <laughs> <laughs> and then, okay, so that was, like, one. And that was, like, probably my first one ever. When And then I knew that that work environment was toxic because 
people, kind of similar, people who were not that good were getting raises compared to people that have been there for, like, nine, ten months before them, whereas they had only been working there for, like, four months. So it's like, how did they get a raise? But, like... That's so sketchy. Make it make sense. And then they don't want you to talk about it. No, we talking about like, this. <laughs> but, okay, so you, you guys you guys are all really well aware of the situation that transpired with me being falsely accused of shoving someone. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. We were okay. <laughs> we were there. <laughs> but this was just, uh, this is why I thought the environment was toxic at that time. Well, you guys know I was freshly um, promoted, mm-hmm. you know, really eager and excited to learn. And this is when Alvin and them were not messing with me like that. Did I tell you? I used to, like, you know what I'm about to say. I I would come into the deli and, like, him and Javi would be talking. I would come and they would just stop talking. Y'all are so damn fake. Right? Hold on. <laughs> They're so fake. This so is a fake. setup. I came You're here canceled. to be attacked. <laughs> like or like they would just stop talking like dang but that was when i had like first got promoted so we didn't really know each other like that so you don't remember that so you're saying no comment no i mean i'm not a your feelings are valid (laughs) definitely happened sure you know um but i don't remember that i i don't ever remember having any issues with you whatsoever never we've always just been a1 but with this situation, it was toxic because these the group of women, it was multiple of them. They were already like already like rallying <laughs> and forming this I hate a Kile club when I was just moving and grooving, just minding my good old business. So that night when I was there, like she was just talking loud. Let me tell you guys. So I was going out of my way. To plan a Christmas party for our entire store. I didn't ha- even have to do this for these ungrateful SOBs. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? It's like, a key Yeah, like, it's what I do. It's what I does. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had came to work. It was like, it was um, first shift, but it was like at 5.30. And y'all know who was just talking mad trash. Well, why do we have to go here? <laughs> I don't. I don't think I was working there at that time. <laughs> you were. You had. I know. You, you were probably just about to get hired. Yeah. Because you were there for like the aftermath of the situation. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> That's how I met you. <laughs> <laughs> but this individual was just. You know how someone is just like doing the most to get a reaction out of you, but you're not giving it to them, so they just keep doing the most. Mm-hmm. Well, why do we have to go there? They're not even. <laughs> you know, it's just because. <laughs> I won't stop laughing. Her impression is because we all know. Yeah. And it's just always the same. The same bullshit. It's the same, like, the, the tone, the attitude. It's just For no reason. So she's just all just yelling over the radio. So everyone in the store who has a radio can hear what she's saying. Like, oh, that's so stupid. They're not even paying for anything. Just, like, all of this stuff. It's like, you don't have to go. So I still, I was not saying anything. I was minding my business because it didn't really matter. And then at the time, we had a NS working there, the one with the dreads, you know, not saying any names. Yeah. The guy? Yeah, and he was a trash-ass manager. Just, he was. Yes. Okay. Um, And he, and I was already, like, irritated because I'm trying to do my job, and you have this loud mouth 
just trying to get a reaction out of me. And then he had wanted me to clean the ice cream machine. But, you know, the ice cream machine gets done on third shift. So if I'm coming in at 530, this should have already been done. And I didn't even know how to do it because I don't work third shifts. So I guess he had asked me to do it, but I heard something else where I thought he said he was going to show me how to do it. So he had came back and said something. And I was like, oh, no, I, I, hadn't, like, I didn't do it. And he got smart about it. And then he's like, well, you used to make sure it get done. I said, no, I'm not doing it. The fuck? <laughs> what do you think this is? <laughs> no. <laughs> what are you going to do? You guys know I was Ben's golden child, so come on. <laughs> so um, at this point, it's past six. So first shift has started transitioning. She's still here when she was supposed to be clocked out. You're not even supposed to be here anymore. So I'm in the back. I think I had, like, a whole bunch of cup sleeves in my hand, and the manager was in the Silver Kings, and the door was open. So it was a tight space. So then she comes to the door, and she's holding the door open, and she's hey, are you working tonight? Talking to the manager, just trying to be seen. So I had all of this stuff in my head. So I walk out the door, and I guess maybe the stuff brushed brushed her. You know, and she's like, oh, no. Oh, my my God, she just pushed me. (laughs) She just shoved me, did this whole big deal, and just say that I pushed her and shoved her, and then she's like, "I'm, I'm filing a complaint. I'm telling Ben. And it was just like the most. Ew. I know. I was like, this is so stressful for what? I didn't know the details of it like that. Me neither. It was chaos. It was pure chaos wow. for no reason. I thought you just pushed her. <laughs> she did. Shut up. <laughs> that, that's what ended up going around. So then she's like walking out the door and she's like, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, but she was the first one that would cry when she would see a specific girl that we worked with. Yeah, just like doing the fucking most. He threw ice at me. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. So then Ben comes, and, I, and I'm and i already just like, Ben, just telling him everything that happened, everything that's happening. And then like she literally was like, wrote a, a letter to corporate telling them that I pushed her. I didn't know all of yes. this. Yes. That's so messed up. Wow. Yes. I, yeah, she called the corporate number, told them that I pushed her. So I had to write this statement. The manager had to write. No, yeah, you guys didn't know this. It was a big thing. The manager had to write a statement. She was trying to get me fired. What did the manager that was there, did the manager say anything? He said what happened was that she was holding the door and, like, I walked walked past her. But I didn't touch. (laughs) I did not touch that girl. (laughs) That is so, like, I would be so embarrassed to show up to work after. No, she spread the rumor that I shoved her (laughs) and went around that I pushed her. And then that's what everybody was saying. And then the later situation happened where they were saying that I was bullying Javi. It was just, it was so much. Like, they were really out to get me. Who said you were bullying Javi? Yeah, this one is new to me, too. I can't tell you guys names on the air. Was it? Yes. Caddy. Yeah. Super Caddy. Yeah. Yeah. So she had told... Javi that because you know Javi and I have a real like aggressive playful relationship with each other yeah Javi's aggressive yeah so I guess she had overheard one of our print one of our conversations and she's like oh well I don't like the way she was talking to you yeah just all this stuff so then like Javi came back and told me then I asked the individual I was like hey like well like I'm apparently you heard something with me and Javi so I just want to talk to you about it and then she didn't have anything to say about it of course and then it was like another one where 
I'm not gonna say one of y'all supervisors. Yes, <laughs> it was a whole group of them just like making my job so hard. I was gonna quit. It was the Me Too movement. <laughs> I was so close to quitting and Ben talked me out of it because I was like, this is like this for what? It's not worth it. It's just like a job. And these bitches are, they were just hating. They were just hating for no reason. But that was definitely a really toxic work environment. I used to hate coming to work. I used to get so anxious. That's how I met you too. Here. And, and I'm just, I didn't talk to anybody at that time, but I, you know, I went to school with one of them. So I already knew how this person was. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I was like hearing all of that and the dramatics, I was like, "Ugh, here we go again. Because I know this person. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't think not once did I think like, yeah, she pushed her. (laughs) Not once. Like, I didn't even know you because me and you didn't get close until like maybe a year later. Mm -hmm. We would talk here and there, but like we weren't close. And I was just like, bro, she doesn't look like the type of girl. And then you're here in the break room. My best friend's a lawyer. I'm a suit. And I was, like, washing dishes, like, being nosy. Like, I was there. And I'm like, you go, girl. Because that's definition of character. Like, Absolutely. you can't just be out here accusing people of shoving you and pushing you and being bullied. And then for me, I was the only black girl that worked at our store at that time. And for a long time. And so it's like, you're not going to, like, put this title on me when it's not even who I am. When people already assume these things about me. Like, no, I'm going to sue you. <laughs> was there ever a conversation that. afterwards? With with she, you and da-da-da-da? No. Nope. No, not really. No. It was the night told Ben, like, I don't want anything to do with her. A lack of accountability. And, yeah, and then it, it was always like that with her. Absolutely. Always like that with her. We just had a conversation about that the other day. Remember? Yeah. I don't know why this person came up. That just makes me so frustrating. This person never took accountability for anything. It's like they're not a, they're not necessarily a bad person. But they're like, their heart is like not always in the right place. Yeah. And everything is just revolving around them. Just weirdo. Narcissistic. Absolutely. And it's like, obviously me being the bigger person. And then it didn't even matter because I was always on what shift I was on. And then she was on third shift, but then she was on my shift. And it's like, why are you trying to be near me? It's like, I don't want anything to do with you ever. So even towards the end when we were cool, like we were always cool. We can be cool. And this was like two years after, but we will never be friends. Yeah. Like I mean, ever. We've all been in the same Javi's birthday. Party yeah. Together like we like can that. be cool. Yeah. But I don't fuck with you ever. It's like don't forget what you did. You know? Don't act like we're cool now just because I'm talking to you. After you accused me of shoving you, of physically assaulting you. Like I really didn't know all those details. Me either. That's insane. I thought I didn't I'm sorry you have to go through all that. <laughs> I was so unaware. <laughs> Okay. Talk to this person anymore, it's okay but now this makes me not want to talk to this person at all it's, you can talk to her if you want it's, it's no, okay I don't like that because that's messed up yeah it was insane and that's why like i you know with me if i don't like someone i don't like them but i'm never gonna sway my friends to be like oh pick a side head ass shit yeah. but i just genuinely don't mess with certain people mm-hmm. because I mean, it's like but you you call it like you're y'all, good at that. Y'all, because I mean, I no just way. figured that out today. Like, you're pretty good at that. I He's know. An <laughs> <laughs> Me and empath like, noticing that you're an empath. You know when someone just is like. Just bad vibes. You're not it. And it's okay that you're not it. I'm still going to help you. I'm still going to do my job. If you call me for back, like, I'm still going to do yeah. my job, but I don't like you as a person. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to act like we're cool. At all, because we're not. Just because we work together. Yeah, that don't mean no. shit. 
But y'all, so that was the most toxic thing that I have ever, <laughs> yeah. that I've ever been through. I give you props because I, me, even where I am now, I would have quit probably. Yeah, I sat in the office with Ben multiple times and I was like, I'm going to quit. <laughs> and he talked to me. He was like, no, like he, he gave me the whole thing about how iron sharpens iron and how, you know, you got to do anything. You pull on anything to be a better leader. But he did know that they were some hating assholes. He, he knew that because I let him know, Ben, these are some hating assholes. He always knew. Okay, so um, speaking of management, what do you guys think makes a manager a good manager? Or what is, like, the char- characteristics of someone that you wouldn't mind, I don't want to say following, but working under? Uh, a manager who's hands-on. Definitely. And a manager who you can actually talk to, like where they can, t- where they have several hats, mm-hmm. and they don't act like, oh yeah, like let me act like I'm listening to you. Like honestly, Ben, Ben was hands on. He was. He wasn't the best. <laughs> With what Delhi? Mm-hmm. Delhi. Oh my god. <laughs> anywhere. Yeah, anywhere. <laughs> I was like, I'm dead. gonna send this. To That's fine. I mean, he was, no, wait, wait. He was good at register. Okay. <laughs> he, was he was good, good at register. He was good at wearing like the turkey hat and stuff. He was he good could at pull uh-huh. it off. Good for yeah. him. He was good with customers. Absolutely, customers loved him. They did. But then, like when it would come time to like, when I'm like Ben, can I talk to you? Ben would be like, okay, close the door. Like, yeah, dude, I've cried in the office to Ben, and Ben has like hugged me and just been like, everything's gonna be okay. Like, I don't think I've ever had a manager who cared about me at like. The times when I needed somebody to just listen to me. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't have that now. You know, I don't have any manager that I can go to where I'm feeling some type of way. Because, you know, I don't want to say it's a family because obviously it's not. We were just talking about how it's not. But we do spend all this time with these people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they notice that you're not okay. And they'll be like, hey, are you okay? Yeah. And it's just like, I don't want to tell you. But I wish I had my own management where I could be like, no, can we talk? You know, because sometimes some of us don't have the luxury of being able to talk to our parents. Or, like, you know, you don't always want to burden your friends with it. And sometimes you have managers who do want to listen to you, who genuinely, like, care about you. Mm-hmm. And that's what we had with Ben. But, like, I think it's a manager who wears several hats, but, like, wears them well. Yeah. You know, doesn't just act like they have all these hats, but actually, like, does what they're, like, about. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. It does. Totally. I like that. <laughs> um... I just want some help. <laughs> I just want some help. Help me. Help me. <laughs> please. Because I, I don't know. It, they, um, a lot of the management uh, can be very unaware. Yeah. And to obvious things. Yeah. To very, very obvious things. And I, I feel like, well, I came from Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. And so at Chick-fil-A. Not the Lord's chicken. The Lord's chicken. <laughs> And at Chick-fil-A, they teach you about second mile service, going above and beyond. Like, you're supposed to anticipate things before they even happen kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I came from that into this new job, and it's like totally, it's it's like day and night. They would walk past you while, you know, while you're dying, like drowning in orders and like, yeah, (laughs) all the time. But, you know, then... I need to go do orders. Yeah, do orders, or they know that register obviously needs backup, so they'll stop whatever they're doing. Clean a half food table. Yeah, you know, clean <laughs> this, wipe a little here, but like, you know, not. You 10 pages back on the screen. Yeah, it's just a little help would go a long way. 
Yeah. That's all. Because, I mean, just because you're a manager doesn't mean that... You're, you're immune. You're, that you're yeah, or you're not capable of... Making a know, drink. Making a drink or making a sandwich. Yeah. Or like, instead, they see that I'm not there. They'll be like, where's Alvin? No, instead put on some gloves. Make the sandwich. Because I'm probably in the break room just taking a sip of water because I've been... Slaving. Slaving this entire morning. Like, yeah. you know, but instead of doing that, they're just immediate to like... Where's where's so and so? Where's this or whatever? No, just help, just help. Just a little. That's it. Just just a little. It'll that go a long so way. Nice. It would. Like even thinking about it, like ew, I'm fantasizing about my job, but like having that where I'm just in the back and I know that my manager's got my back, and they'll be like, oh, you know, it's fine. They're taking a sip of water. I'm just covering for them r- right now. I don't even have to ask you. They just know because mm-hmm. they're self aware. When mm-hmm. they come and, like, relieve you instead of, like, standing in a corner while I'm five pages back and out to turn around and be like, hey, can you do something? something. Instead, you know, if Camila's in beverage and I'm in deli or anybody, if we're asking each other, hey, are you good? Do you need help? Ex- Amongst each other. have to because like, we're coworkers. Where's our management? Mm-hmm. Do yeah. we, where's our leads doing that? Mm. You know, that's actually a question in the lead interview is. Um, they missed it twice. <laughs> Well, you know, when you <laughs> had me, I'm kind of hard to top. You you set the standards. I really high. did way too high. Yeah. I'm sorry, y'all. I shouldn't. I should have brought it's it down fault. a little. It really is. I'm sorry, and it's been fought for abandoning us. So, sir, <laughs> you started it. <laughs> but that that's one of the questions. It's like, how do you know when your teammate needs help? And like, obviously, the typical answer is to be, "Oh, I'm gonna ask." Like, no, it's in their body language. It's in their frustration. It's in the way that they're moving. You can, I can look at my, if I'm in beverage, I can look at the person in Delhi and be like, yo, you good? And if you say, yeah, yeah, I'm good. But you're all frantic and shit. You're you're not good. So I'm going to hop over there. I'm going to help out my teammate because like I can. Mm -hmm. Because he doesn't be asking for help. He does. He's very prideful that way. Well, and there's certain it's people not who that. don't help. A lot of the times it's just because I know we're running, like, super behind. Yeah. So I'd rather just take this, you like, do that. hit so that you can clean everything so that we can both get out of here on time. And I completely understand. But it's, like, but it shouldn't have to be that fair. way. Right. I agree. Or how you have some, like, coworkers who will look at you drowning and they don't say nothing. If I'm in Sisley and he's, it, let's make it a Saturday morning. Which has happened quite a few times where you're in Delhi and I'm in Sizzly and I see that he's a couple pages back. I don't care about my workstation. I'm going to go help him because his food is already being sold. Mm-hmm. Like that's already being purchased. My stuff only gets purchased depending on if I'm making it or not. So like I'm going to drop whatever I'm doing and I don't care because I've had managers be like, we need this. No, I don't care. You come and do it. Because Alvin obviously needs help, and nobody's asking if he needs help. That makes no sense. But then we have other people who work with us who will just look at you and be like, okay, but I still need to do my sizzlies. It's like, dude, but then you expect or, people to come and help you? Or talk to you in the middle of, like, I'm, I'm pages back, and they'll just be in there casually making conversation. Hey, so blah, blah, blah. Like, what a weirdo. Do you, do you not see Can you that I, I'm sweating, I'm dying, like, I'm bleeding, my, like, <laughs> I'm dying. And you've done the same thing to me. If they put me in Delhi or, like, anywhere, you come and help me. You don't even ask. You just come and take, like, whatever workload you can. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I do that with everyone, too. You really do. Because I feel like you came from, like, a better background. And it's just, like, it's it's common sense. And it's just, it's a work ethic thing. Yeah. It's, True. like, I think another I reason why, it. we yeah, we all get along because we have the same work ethic. It's, like, we work hard. 
we do what needs to be done and we look out for our teammates mm-hmm. regardless of who they are because mm-hmm. even if it's someone unregistered that i don't like if they're backed up and i have the ability to help them it's natural instinct for me to yeah. go and help them like why would i it's just weird to me to just let somebody just drown yeah. and just be like well it's not me like you're I weird, it's weird. It's i can't weird. even go into work one day and be like i'm just not gonna do anything today i might do less but Definitely. I'm still going to yeah. be putting in work. Yeah. You know, I just can't shake that. Like, I'm still going to do enough where it's not going to mess up the person coming behind right. me. But I don't really feel like going above and beyond yeah. today. I mean, I'm not going to turn on Netflix or whatever. Yeah. The the shit, <laughs> but. That is insane to me. <laughs> because we all, it's funny how work cultures, because that's what, the, it, it's a work culture. And I feel like the culture that we had with Ben Rest in peace. Yeah, he didn't right. die. He just abandoned he us <laughs> and moved to Mount Dora. But um, with the work culture that Ben had, kind of going back to our original question of what makes, like, what's a good, what qualities does a good manager have for a good leader? I like to say leader instead of manager. Mm-hmm. And it's one that produces a great work culture for everyone. Like, you make this experience good for everyone where it's like, Bro, even if it's going to be hella busy today, three people called out. I got my dream team, so, like, and I got the, I know we're going to be good. Because that's That matters. We're a team. We're a team. We don't have that anymore. Yeah. It's it's, to each their own. But when we had Ben, we were a team. (laughs) You're so right. Every man for themselves. Basically. (laughs) That's how it is now. (laughs) Basically. And... I think what makes a good leader a good leader is that you create a great work experience. And like Camila said, like you listen, like Ben always listened to us. He didn't always have the answers. He didn't always have a solution, but he at least cared about us enough to like hear us out. Yeah. To hear me complain about Ben. Oh, how does this girl still work here? <laughs> Cause that was a lot of our conversations. Like, do you not see what's happening? And even if he didn't have a solution, he would still listen to me and try to reason with me. I'm like, all right, sir. And then what else makes, for me, makes a good leader? A good, someone who's in touch with their EQ, their emotional intelligence. Because if you are aware of your emotions, it makes you more empathetic towards other people. And I don't think you guys have that now. And I don't, I don't even know if I have that because I don't really know these people at my new Wawa like that. So I don't know. But a manager where it's like you go, you make it a point to check in with your team. Like every day when Ben came in, he would do our road deployment and he would go around and talk to everybody in the store. Like, that stuff matters. Yeah. And he would say good morning. Yes. We figure out now, we it's up to us to figure out who's going where. Which is mm-hmm. insane like, to me. Yeah. If it wasn't Ben doing the role deployment, it was you. Yeah. Back then. Now, the paper is blank. Yeah. Always. Always Unless blank. And it's us, or we'll be in the break room or whatever, and it's like, okay, well, what I are we I'm doing today? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Y'all run the store. Blah, blah. Yeah, pretty much. And we're running our own breaks at this point, too. Mm-hmm. No one's saying, like, hey, you're going on break at this time. It's us. Like, I was running breaks the other day. I, Me, a regular worker, <laughs> because both my manager and my lead didn't know what was going on. And I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm hungry. I'm going to send you on break. And then after you go on break, that's when I sent you on break. And then halfway when you were on break, I sent the other person on break. I was like, come on, keep it moving. At this point, you should be getting paid what your lead gets paid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I'm not trying to be a lead. Because we had this conversation, remember? I talked to our manager about being a lead, joking around. I do the same thing, but that's the thing. That's a problem. You joke around, and then they immediately (laughs) like, well, all it takes is this. I'd be like, I I told. um, A certain manager. Yeah. 
I'm like, just give me the keys. Give me, I'll do it. Basically. What, they need change? Okay, give me. Like, <laughs> Are you serious? Like, it's not that hard. <laughs> it's not. They make it look so easy. It's literally, it's I'm not sorry, rocket science. Literally, anybody can do that job. That's why they give it to, uh, you mm. know. Anyone can do the job, but not everybody can do it right. Oh, absolutely. We know this already. We have that right now. Yeah. But um, <coughs> this is what happens when you're just so great like me. It's just hard to follow up with. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can always come back. You really could. You guys could come to my Wawa. How far is it from me? It's like no, 20. but you only work like two hours. <laughs> do you even work there? <laughs> don't even know her. First of all, I worked six hours last week. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I was joking about the two hours. But you... I worked seven to one yesterday. Wait, don't look at me like that. But I have a question. Yes. You only work that much in a no, week? No, I work, I, they can schedule me on Saturday and Sunday, but he didn't schedule me on Saturday. So I only worked Sunday. Why are you still working there? Because I want to be fully vested. Can you be fully vested if you're like yes? Are you sure? Yes, okay. I've asked these questions because I'm I was curious. Sometimes now. I work eleven hours, and sometimes I work thirteen. Well, look at you, <laughs> go little rock star. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so to kind of um, dive into a different segment and then ultimately wrap we wrap up our episode. Tell us about your most head-ass customer service experience with a customer. Because I know we all have some epic stories, especially from working at Wawa. Oh, my gosh. I have a couple. Um, Oh, Lepsy. Yo, I miss Lepsy. Shout out to my period pool. I miss Hi, you. honey. Hola, <laughs> <Orale> la primo. <laughs> Man, I miss her. She so was much. amazing. Um, we were heartbroken when she left. I I literally was so. Oh my god! I remember when you left on her shift, cause you were mad, bro. <laughs> I was minding my business. That is like, not what happened. I That's don't know. toxic. <laughs> we're coming back full circle. No, listen. <laughs> that is. I didn't leave. She told me to clock out. I said say less. What was the issue? This and is then what she happened. went on Instagram. Okay, we. <laughs> Who went on? Akili. I hear. She's just calling you out on her own show. <laughs> no, this is what happened. Lexi, that day Lexi had me fucked up. She, I was in beverage, and I think she was on register, and I don't remember this, like the specifics about what happened, but she was yelling at me across, like from across the store, and like customers was hearing her and everything, and it was just creating like this whole big commotion, and I was personally not really taking that very well because who are you talking to? I'm confused. <laughs> Like, who are you talking to like that? So then she leaves register, comes over to beverage, and she's just like, I need to talk to you right now. So I was like, okay. So we go into the dry stock, and she's like, you're not going to talk to me that No, this is what happened. It was, The cappuccino machine was broken, but it wasn't broken. The issue was that it wasn't getting cleaned. Normal issue to have, mm-hmm. but... They, she, I don't know. I think Hector was supposed to order a part, but it was something that was the management issue. And she just wasn't giving me the direct answer that I needed. And it was just irritating me. So we were in the back and she kept calling me Akili. And I was like, my name's Akili. <laughs> like, that's not, <laughs> but you know, she has an accent. Yeah. <laughs> so she wasn't doing it on purpose, but still, like, that's You're not my, petty. <laughs> that's not my name. 
because it's not my name. So then she's like, you know what? Go ahead, clock out. And I said, say less. Like, it's not going to hurt me because your team's going to be short. For like, real? I had to go to beverage. Yeah, she, they were dying. <laughs> I looked at you and I'm like, you okay? And I just see you walking by and I'm like, she's not okay. So I get my stuff and everything. I'm like, okay, I'll go home. I call Ben. <laughs> While I was walking out, I'm like, Ben, I tell him this situation. She yelling at me in front of customers. And then he paid me for that whole shift. So nice. I got a vacation that day. And okay. then. Well, I heard um, if you walk out, like you're not fired. No, like you That's still get paid for your shift. Yeah, you, that's why they don't send people home or yeah. something like that because they don't want to have to pay you for not being there. Mm-hmm. I never knew that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So welcome. that was the story about, but I probably f- don't feel like I was been toxic in that situation. I just don't like when people yell at me, especially don't yell at me across the store. And then you got customers looking at me like, I don't know how to do my job. Because now at this, at this point, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> and that is just not what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. So we both going to be embarrassed because <laughs> and then you're going to be down a person because I'm going home. Then I, I peel this whole little rant about how jobs don't give a fuck about you on my Instagram. And I was just like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> but me and Akile weren't that close yet. I was, like, we were more like work, work friends. Yeah. Instead of like what we are Friend now. Friends. And I was just like, you okay? And I think you told me like what happened. She just had me messed up. And then yeah. she tried to talk to me. And at this point, I had already talked to Ben. And he knew everything. And she tried to talk to me. I'm like, I'm not ready to talk to you yet. And then I forgave her because that's Lepsy. And we moved on. Yeah, Lepsy, like, kind-hearted. She you know, is. She means the best. Like, honestly, she was down for the team. 100%. We know this. Man. Good times, guys. You know when they say somebody will take a bullet for you? That's you Lepsy. think Lepsy going to take a bullet for Bro, you? Lepsy's taking a taser for people. <laughs> Remember when she was chasing I mean? that guy? Yeah. <laughs> She she's had a knife pulled on her. Yeah, Lepsy be she doing was, too much. She wasn't I mean. afraid like, she of didn't confrontation. No, she, didn't she was straight up like, and she's not gonna let you talk to your, her team crazy. Mm-hmm. Nope, like these other ones. Yeah, that's true. She was the best AGM that we had. Yeah, she was. She was the best. Okay, tell me about your most head ass customer story. I even forgot about that. Um, no, so mm-hmm. Lepsy was there, and then we had Fidel. Oh, Fidel. Fernando. <sighs> Anyways. Um, and I'm like in the second register. I think this guy was homeless. Over six feet tall. You were there, but you were in Delhi. So no one heard what happened other than the other person that was in register. Fidel scared and Lepsy. This man towering over me because I'm only 5'2". And he gives me like money for his drink. And then he goes, I give him his change back, and he's like, oh, you owe me a 20. I'm like, nah, I know I'm stupid when it comes to that. <laughs> but I'm not that stupid. And I was like, no, sir, you gave me almost the exact change. You gave me smaller dollar bills. I'm like, you never gave me, like, a big bill. He's like, yes, I did. Like, you don't know how to effing count, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's when I used to, like, literally get scared when people would yell at me. But then I started, I fucking, I was like, no, F this. If I get fired, I get fired. And I go and I was like, oh, like, don't effing talk to me like that. And then he's calling me an uneducated little B. And I'm looking at Fidel like, are you gonna, are we going <laughs> to tag team this? Can you jump in? Tag me out. And Fidel's just like counting his change like. Um, and then Lepsy comes out and Lepsy's like, what's going on? And he's still yelling at me. He's like, oh, like, you're lucky that I don't like F you up. And so it was crazy. I started crying. <laughs> 
But I was just like, oh, my God. Like, this man's going to kill me. <laughs> but I still called him, like, all these things. I called him an effing bum. I'm like, you're a bum. That's why you don't got no money. That's why you live on the streets. I feel so bad. I hope he's doing great. <laughs> but, like, that was crazy. That was, like, probably one of my worst experiences, other than the one that I just, like, had. But, like, that one, I'm, I'm not scared of, like, people anymore. But, yeah, this guy freaking traumatized me. I remember going on Facebook. And I just had, like, a reminder of it, of, like, my memories. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, some guy called me an uneducated bum. Little does he know I go to college. And this uneducated, <laughs> li- like, not bum, uneducated little B. Little does he know I'm going to college to become a lawyer. <laughs> and I had, like, like Sean, our own manager, liked it. And I was, like, yeah, I have backup. But I remember crying to Lepsy. And because she, like, she did the best that she could. But I was so mad. That Fidel was the one that saw it first, and mm-hmm. he didn't say anything. And I was like, "Oh, like you guys are so scared to say anything. You guys are the worst." And Lipsy's like, "Sweetie, go inside the office. You can't be yelling like that in front of the customers." I was like, "I don't care." And then I went home crying. Yeah, I was like depressed for like maybe like the whole weekend. I remember telling Ben, "I was like, I don't want to come back." Hmm. And he was like, "Well, you kind of have to." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you know how many write-ups I've gotten. So bad. And like, recently? Uh, no, I just got, like, I think everybody got a write-up because of, like, our absences and stuff, but they, like, accumulated them. That's what I was told by one of the managers. Yeah, they never called But me. I was like, yeah, I had to, like, sign a write-up. But I got it written up when my dog passed away, and I couldn't come into work. So, like, I just don't take it seriously anymore. I just don't accept it sometimes. I'll be like, nope. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the stupid write-ups that I've got. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, y'all are clowns. I remember my first write-up. It was because Taylor and I were talking. <laughs> I hate you. Because like, no, I remember mine, too. Taylor and I were standing in the deli talking instead of, like, giving customers attention. Mm-hmm. And I, this this is what Sean told me. Ben told Sean to write us up because we should know better. Not Ben. I know, you fucking traitor. <laughs> <laughs> what is it with all the GMs? Not wanting to come to you first. Right, they, say it to my face. Like, they, they bring their freaking... Um, Pit bulls. Yeah. Like, no, be about it. That was my first write-up. What was your first write-up at Wawa? Oh, this is funny. Because <laughs> I got written up because we failed FSRA. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and Hector wrote everyone up because <laughs> he failed Did he write FSRA. himself up? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's his responsibility responsibility yeah i mean he's he was at the time i think the fbm mm-hmm. the food and beverage manager mm-hmm. so so what what do you guys spell um honestly i don't remember i just yeah. know that we failed and i don't know he just wrote everybody up i was like i didn't even do nothing you said that's the point <laughs> no that's your job dude oh my your God. Job, right know. meanwhile now y'all got people not wearing slip resistant shoes so you fell in yeah can't really. So, you guys want to hear my most head-ass customer service story? Oh, wait. I thought the story you were going to tell was when um, the girls were being assaulted. <laughs> I don't know oh why I God. thought... Can I just say that one real yes. quick? Yes. Okay. But that the didn't happen mention. to you, right? Huh? That didn't happen to you. That was... No, no, no. It didn't happen to there. me, but I was I was a witness. <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> the girls are in the witness assaulted. protection program right now. <laughs> no, so I'm minding my own business and beverage... And this guy has a cup of ice in his hand. 
and he's got the crazy eyes. <laughs> he and Alvin have taken care of him before, and he's always been kind to us. But I don't know what happened where Jen was in the deli station, and then Javi comes, poor Javi, Javi comes back from break, and all she does is, like, tell hi to the guy. Like, oh, how can I help you? And the guy's like, oh, she's already taking care of me. And Javi's like, okay. And you know Javi. Javi's, like, not a confrontational person. She's just really chill. She's about, like, she minds her fucking business. That's it. She doesn't talk. And I guess Javi started grabbing his chicken tenders to put in the sandwich. He's like, verbatim, because I'm not, like, I wasn't there. I was in my on the other side. Like, she grabs the chicken tenders, and he's like, why are you touching my chicken like that? And he starts getting crazy. And Jen Marie, I love her. Jen literally put her hand up and she's like, you're not going to talk to her like that. Because Jen is sassy. I love her. And one thing led to Shout another. To For real. She, I, that is one strong girl. She's like, they're holding her back. And she's like telling him like, oh, you're not going to talk to her like that. We're not going to take care of you. They, I think Jen or either Javi grabbed his sandwich and threw it away. Right in front of him. And he's like, oh, like, I'm going to throw the a cup of ice at y'all. And then he comes and yells at me. He's like, oh, go get me your effing manager. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> I got you, sir. <laughs> and I start I start speed walking. I'm like, with, I don't know who's there. And I'm like, can I get assaulted? And he looks at me like, what? And I'm like, the girls are getting assaulted. And I just go back speed walking and look at the guy. And I was like, okay, my manager's coming and then this all, um and then yeah he's just there standing and stuff and i'm just like oh my god ice is gonna be thrown at the girls like there's a knife at the table like i i don't condone violence but in this in this situation like dude you're getting mad over what because you touching her his chicken like that she's like damn girl javi why are you touching his chicken some why are you touching his chicken like that like do you know not to mess with a man's chicken come on <laughs> But yeah, it he was, was a, like a homeless dude. Because he was homeless. I, I do remember who you're talking about. And there have been a couple of times where I know he had no intentions of pain, but I gave him the food anyway. Good so, for you. We love a good Samaritan. I mean, I feel like I do that a lot because number one, sometimes I really don't care because it's not coming out of my paycheck. Yeah. Number two, like I can see that like. They're going through it. Yeah. You need something to eat. I can look the other way. But if you're going to steal some beer, nah, I'm calling you Yeah, out. nah. Yo. You could have came in here like you had some sense. Yeah, exactly. By the way, this is all jokes for legal reasons. <laughs> okay? All allegedly jokey jokes for legal purposes. Okay, so my head ass. It all happened on a breezy Tuesday. I was working 5.30 to 12, and it was time for me to go on break. And you guys know how we are. Like, the line was long. Because so I'm like, okay, let me just back up the register so that I can go on break. So I was doing an, an act of goodness out of my heart. Because I didn't have to back up this damn line. So customer comes up. And mind you, it's like 9.30 in the morning. Because I was leaving at 12. So it was like 9.30. And she's getting alcohol. So I was like, oh, okay. Like, can I see your ID, please? <sighs> I come in here every day. Why do I have to show you my ID? Just doing the most as they always do. And I was just like, okay. Why do I feel like I remember? You probably know where I'm going to go with this uh -huh. when you keep hearing the details. And I was like, I understand that. But, like, I still have to see your ID. Like, it's the law. <laughs> this is the law. I didn't come up with it. So then she's like, well, let me talk to your manager then because I come in here every day. I'm like, okay. So, Tia, she... <laughs> Oh, 
<laughs> I'm bilingual. Okay. <laughs> so she comes up and she tells her, oh, well, if she asks for your ID, like, you still have to go to your car and get it. So she does all of this to just end up going to her car to get the ID that I originally asked for in the first place. This could have all been avoided. Guys, if you're going to the gas station to get tobacco or liquor, just bring your ID with you. It's really that simple because you never know when you're going to get carded. So she goes, she gets her ID, she comes back in my line, and she, like, she gives me her ID. She's like, so how old am I? I look at her ID, and she's, she's, up, she's of age, obviously, but, you're like, she was black. Black don't crack. Like, you never really know with us. Like, you know, I'm just doing my job, ma'am. So she's like, well, so how old am I? And I was like, you're of age. So I gave her back her ID. She's like, you should be in college somewhere. Well, I said, ma'am, I just graduated. She said, and you're working here? I was like. That's mean. I was like, okay, have a good day. I was like, well, I'm actually a manager. She's like, no, you're not. I was like, what? I was like, okay, have a good day. So mind you, she's like 45. But she looked really young. So I was just like, have a good day. And then I went over and I told Alvin, I was like, Alvin, guess what this lady just said to me? And then I had told you the mm-hmm. story. So a few weeks pass. You know, you know yeah, exactly no, where I know, I'm I know, going. I know, I know exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so a few weeks passes. And I'm on my way to the gym one day, like the good, you know, fit girl that I am. And I stopped at my local Circle K because I had, I like didn't have any cold water. So I had to stop and get one. So I walk into my neighborhood Circle K on the way to the gym. And guess who is behind the register of that Circle K? No. Because it was her first day training. Our lovely customer. (laughs) (laughs) And I had saw her before she saw me. I saw her right when I walked in the store. And I said, look at God. Look at what his mercy and his grace does for us all. So I get my water. I go to the register. She sees me. She starts laughing. She's like, you work at Wawa, don't you? And I'm like, yes, sis. And I just walked out. But this bitch works at Circle K. And and I'm guys, I'm not judging anyone's lifestyle. The pandemic was hard for everyone. You know, maybe she had to get a little extra job. But don't try to shit on someone else for what they're doing when you're in in. When you're not even on the same level, like the audacity. And questioned your education. Questioned my education and what I was doing with my life. But it's your first day working at Circle K, which is like 7-Eleven's cousin. And it's your first day and you're like 45. Like, okay, sis. So that's just trying to just, this is my lesson to always stay humble. Mm-hmm. Because you never know when that person that you're talking down on is going to literally be the person that helps you. Or the person that you're going to see when you're down. And it's like, now this is awkward. Did it feel low-key satisfying? It was just really interesting. I said, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. Do you need help? Because you sound like you're struggling. It was her literally her first day. Like, sis, I can help you. It did feel a little satisfying. But I wasn't going to be petty and, like, you know, it's just not me. But I'm not. sure she felt like shit. As she should have. So that was my <laughs> most head-ass customer service story because, bitch, what? <laughs> so now you, Alvin. Um, one comes to mind specifically. and Was it at Wawa? Yeah, it was at okay. Wawa. Uh, and y'all know this customer, and I can't describe her any other way other than the Walmart. big black lady with the... Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, the short hair. She had me at Walmart. Yep. Yeah, the Walmart. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I forgot I saw her at Walmart too, yelling <laughs> at another cus uh, at a at another employee. Um, no, but this time, um, Corey and I were in the deli, mm-hmm. and I remember we we're super busy. And I guess her mom came in. Mm-hmm. I I had no idea that was her mom, but she needed help finding a sizzly. So um, I was super nice to this woman. Um, I was like, "Hey, do you need any help? Whatever." And she wanted a sizzly, so I went up there and I. I told her to sit there, and I just went and grabbed it for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I walked all the way to the register yeah. to grab her sizzly, and then I just politely told her, I was like, um, just so you know, like we keep all of our sizzlies in the warmer. Boom, I thought that was that. I go back to the deli, and I start working. Next thing you know, her <laughs> daughter bum rushes through the doors and is talking about, who just helped my mother? And I'm like... <laughs> what's going on and she's like yelling like i need to know who was out here talking to my mom that kind of way and blah blah, blah. like yelling like ready to fight and i'm like okay that that was me and she's like pointing her finger and yelling like you're not gonna have problem you don't talk to my mom that way blah blah i did not say anything wrong whatsoever i don't know what that little lady told her daughter <laughs> but she lied she straight up lied on my name and told her something else. But yeah, she was yelling, ready to fight. And I'm and I don't entertain it. I'm just sitting there like just shaking my head. Like I don't I'm not talking back. I'm not arguing back or nothing. I'm just like, you can yell, you can waste your energy and all that kind of stuff. And I was just so lost. Like, what just happened? Mm-hmm. I was being super nice to this random lady. And it just so happened to be this. The this, lady's yeah, mom. This lady's mom. It was just so weird. And that was probably the first biggest like problem I've ever had at Wawa. It, it was that one. Yeah. It was her. And we know her. And she's been there numerous times after that. Yeah. Always giving us hell. Yeah. I I hope she's well. Yeah, I she hope that she's, she's well. well. Yeah. She stopped coming for sure. I, good. But she was the worst. You know what? One of your customer interactions that always just tickle me, make me laugh randomly at night. <laughs> Mine? Yeah. Which one? I think there was a situation with a lady, and you had she had ordered a club. It was like a turkey ham. You know exactly what I'm about to say. That's another one. Yes. Oh, I love this one. She told you that she didn't want um, ham, or she didn't want bacon. She okay. So. <laughs> She had like a ham club, and I guess I cut one sandwich that had bacon on it. Yeah. So the, of course, a knife has like bacon grease or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the, her sandwich has ham, mm-hmm. pork. Mm-hmm. All in the same family. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's all in there. So she had a problem with me not cleaning the knife and cutting her sandwich mm-hmm. that I cut the bacon with. So she made a whole big deal. Mind you, I'm by myself in the deli drowning. Like, and I was, I told, I remember telling her, I was like, you know, this is ham. And she's like, yeah, and it's, it's pork. <laughs> Bacon is pork. And she was just making a whole big deal. And I remember her yelling at me and I'm just like, not with it. And I, I did talk back to her cause I, it was just not, Yeah. I wasn't feeling it. Like I did talk back to her. And I remember uh, this one customer who was watching the entire time, she's like super sweet, older black lady. She goes, 
oh, don't worry, baby. It's okay. You're doing great. Keep doing. Don't let that bother you and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, you know what? You just you made everything so Thank much you. better. If you can give me a hug, I'll take it. But just her saying that, I was like, you know what? I appreciate that. She saw how wrong the lady was. Yeah. She saw that she was like dogging me. Like, but yeah. That, that sucks. That one just tickles that, me because of the whole bacon help thing. It's it like, make it make sense. Make it make sense. I don't get it. <laughs> I never understood that. When was this? That was a while ago. A was I there? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think you were there yet. Well, I just want to say that I miss working with you guys. And it actively makes me really sad. That we just don't have our moments anymore. And just like our random talks about what would you do if... <laughs> All the hypotheticals. Yeah, like that was the prime of my life. <laughs> but I'm also just really happy that we know each other. Same. Okay, so let's go ahead and get out of here. This has been really fun. And guys, toxic working environments suck. And I'm just praying that we all get out of them. And that we all just hit the lottery or just like just stop working. I mean, if we all stop at the same time, well, like what are they going to do? Hire new people. Mm. Don't. Not like us, but. Nobody's never like us. And I still be, I still be in their store all the time, just yeah. looking at everything. Every, like mm. every time she comes in, I just put my hands up. I'm like, what are you doing here? <laughs> this is my store. Go home. Go home, Roger. I am home. What do you mean? <laughs> and I feel like some people look. You hate seeing me, but I don't care because I just be there. I wonder well, who. It's all the more reason for you to come. For real. I know, just because I know that you hate seeing me. On the haters. Look at this bitch living her best life while I hate it here. Can't well, relate. I'm stuck here. Can't relate. <laughs> okay, so go ahead and tell my A squad where they can follow you at if you want to be followed and found. Cam has 20 Twitter followers now? Huh? How many Twitter followers do you have? A good eight. <laughs> but you know what? I want to keep it at eight. I talk a lot of crap in there. Is that like your lucky number, eight? That's what we're going to call it. Okay. I think it's eight. I don't know. No, nine. Oh, big stepper. <laughs> nine. Yeah, no, we're going to keep it at nine. Okay. All right. She don't want to be followed. Do you want to be found? I don't have any socials. Okay. I'm well, that person. Okay. Sorry, guys. It's okay. <laughs> well, you guys know you can follow me at a mama with a on Instagram. And if you haven't purchased your mama with a merchandise yet, go ahead and do that on the mama with a website, www.amomawithay.com, where Camila is one of the feature models. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope that it reminded you of, like, good memories that you have with your coworkers. If not, go get you some good coworkers, but you can't have mine. So um, have a good night or day. Keep God first. Go be great. Bye. Bye. Bye.